You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. A new questionnaire being sent out by BYU Athletics with regards to safety measures for this upcoming football season. We'll talk about that and what it might mean for BYU football. We'll get to our player countdown series as well. And we'll also get to some of your questions. I asked for some questions on social media. We'll get to it on a hashtag Twitter Thursday. Answer your mailbag questions on today's podcast. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Rock Auto, as well as our good friends at Biomat USA. We'll tell you about both of these great companies as today's show rolls out. With that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 2nd, 2020. What's up, my friends? This is Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, and my day job. And a big thank you once again for downloading your original daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. This podcast aims to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news and information you need to know about each and every day, as well as insider information you cannot find anywhere else. And a big thank you for your continued support of the podcast. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you guys as as I mentioned, you guys are my friends. I was talking with somebody recently, uh, probably wants to remain nameless, but listens to this podcast pretty religiously. Listens, I, I would guess, we've been doing it seven days a week. He probably m- maybe misses one a week, if at all. And he mentioned the fact, he's like, hey, I think of you as a friend, even though we're not necessarily uh, talking on a day-to-day basis in person or via cell phone or social media, etc. But I consider you a friend because I listen to you so often. And I hope that's the relationship that I have with all of you guys who tune into this podcast. I, as I mentioned on social media yesterday, and you can follow me on, on Twitter. It's the My Twitter uh, profile is by far my most active of all my social media. And you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. And as I said yesterday... I enjoy doing this podcast because really it's my daily outlet to talk about the Cougars. It's something I'm passionate about. I grew up a BYU fan. I I don't have a hard I don't have a hard time admitting that. I've had people accuse me of you hide your fandom. My relationship with the Cougars has changed because I'm now a sports media professional. I cover the team in a professional setting, and that changes how you kind of observe things, but it doesn't diminish the fact that I have a passion for the Cougars, and I don't mean to get off on this tangent to start off today's podcast, but I really do enjoy bringing this to you guys each and every day, and your guys' support it means the world to me. It, it buoys me up when I hear from you guys about the podcast, what you guys think about it, uh, how much you listen to it, what you like, what you don't like. Regardless, I love all of the feedback, honestly, and I take everything and I listen to it. I try to improve each and every day and hopefully you guys find it of worth. I just, I'm really reflective a lot of times on what I can do better with the podcast and I'm always open to hearing your guys' thoughts on what I can do better. So like I said, I say it all the time. Feel free to reach out anytime. You can follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search out Locked On Cougars. You'll find us. Like I said, my personal Twitter feed is where I'm most active is Jacob C. Hatch is the handle. And always, uh, you can reach out to the show via email. If you'd rather email us, the email address is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. But I can't express uh, more just how much fun it is to be with you guys. It has been a long haul. We've had no sports for well over four months at this point. We're, what, in the 110-day range without a live sporting event. I know that the PGA Tour is back, NASCAR, that type of stuff. I'm talking about 
about the sports we care about on this podcast, and that's the BYU Cougars. They've just been absolutely nixed for the better part of four months. And here's hoping they're coming back quick. That that ultimately, I think, is the goal here. But uh, to kick off today's show, let's uh, pivot a little bit here, and let's talk about what BYU is trying to do this fall to keep all of us safe, obviously, as we go to these sporting events to cover the Cougars for, in my case, cover them for my job. But you guys go out and root for the Cougars and enjoy a sporting event. I think we're all looking forward to that. But BYU yesterday sent out a questionnaire to all their t- season ticket holders. as a survey that was focused on potential safety measures for this fall, and I think it extends beyond just this fall at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I think it would have ramifications for all other sporting events at BYU, whether that be BYU men's and women's basketball, the volleyball programs, men's soccer, women's soccer, softball, baseball, on down the list. And uh, the interesting part about this was that last month they had uh, given a a survey out about feedback on proposed ticket purchasing policies and seating arrangements at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. This one that came out yesterday looks more at, okay, if you were to come to a game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, are you willing to wear a mask? Are you willing to submit to temperature tests to make sure that your temperature is not elevated? You don't have a fever, which is one of the hallmark signs of the COVID-19 virus. It also looks at how you would be okay and if you would be okay with sitting six feet apart or six feet removed from other people at the stadium. Obviously, if there's going to be fans in the stands at games this fall, they're going to be severely reduced capacities, no more than 50%. I'd be stunned if it's more than 50% because it just looks like all things point to at least reduced capacity, if not outright any fans in the stands. But regardless, it also mentions how comfortable are you guys with ordering food via a mobile device, your cell phone, etc. Are you okay paying with cashless payment, using a card or your phone to pay for your food? Order it ahead of time. Uh, go pick it up. Also, even bathroom. Uh, obviously, you can't have too many people congregating in one area. Uh, it actually has an option in that survey. I got a copy of it from some people and I saw it on social media that asked, would you be okay to essentially queue up when you can go to the bathroom? You, you submit on the app. BYU has a great game day app. I'm sure it'd be built into that. Hey, I need to use the restroom. You put yourself in the queue there and then say, hey, you're good to go right now or you need to wait X number of minutes, whatever it might be. I look at this and I see the wisdom in it. BYU is trying to stay out in front of things with an ever-changing world. The more I read about the COVID-19 pandemic and this COVID-19 virus, the more it just seems like it's evolving day by day. And I think that for me as a media member, I look at it as saying, okay, just give me the good news that sports are coming back. That's what I need, honestly. I'm selfish. I will freely admit that. I need sporting events back in my life for both my professional uh, career, covering these sporting events and these teams, but also just for my enjoyment. I have a passion for sports. Uh, Like I said, I've got a passion for the Cougars, but I have a passion for sports overall. And I hope these sporting events are coming back in, in, in short order. But I look at this and I see BYU is just trying to stay up and make sure that they're ahead of things. And I applaud Tom Homo, uh, President Kevin Worthen, the university president, all of the people involved. They're trying to stay in, ahead of the curve in terms of being on the forefront of saying, okay, what do fans think about this? What do I think about that? What do I think about that? I can tell you this much in talking with some people who have been in some of these meetings at BYU. They are planning for every contingency that they can possibly imagine. You would be surprised. Uh, maybe you wouldn't be surprised considering 2020 has just been one of those bizarre years, if not the most bizarre in most of our lives. But they've been looking at all of these different options for how they can go about things. And they have 
planned for all kinds of contingencies. And like I said, some of the most, uh, I don't know, the probability of some of these contingencies coming true that they have planned for are not very high, but I give BYU and their administration credit because they are not uh, just sitting back and saying, you know what, we'll be reactionary. They are being proactive. This is something I have have accused BYU of in the past is being reactionary rather than being proactive. I applaud them in this effort. They're trying to stay out ahead of things and it's the right thing to do. All of us have no clue on what this COVID-19 pandemic, how it's going to evolve over over the next couple of months. Are we going to see a huge new wave in the fall, even though that we've seen uh, different parts of the country spike during these summer months when it was thought that this virus might die down with the heat? I don't have any good answers. I have said that before. I'll say it again. I am studying right along with all of you and paying attention to how things are looking day in and day out. My hope is that we will see and hear some good news in the near future that the NBA, they're pushing forward with their plan to restart their season in Orlando. The NHL is going to push forward with their plan. Major League Baseball plans to open up on Pioneer Day here locally, July 24th. And then I think college football, if these other sports, as I've said in the past, this is not a new take for me on the podcast. For those of you who are new to the podcast, it might be a new take. But as I have said, if these other sports go prove that they can get through the season, play things out, and they're relatively safe, I have no reason to think that the NFL and college football will not follow in short order. I get there's all kinds of concerns. I freely acknowledge that there is so much we don't know about this virus, and there's so many unknowns, the risks, etc. But what I can tell you guys I am choosing to look at this and say, you know what? BYU is trying to do everything the right way, and I applaud their efforts in this. And if you uh, got uh, some feedback or you sent your submission via the survey that came out yesterday, we'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to get your guys' thoughts on this. Like I said in the open, in many ways, reach out to us on social media, via email, etc. Feel free to reach out and share your thoughts with me. I would love to hear from you guys and, and talk a little bit more about this. And we're going to get to some of your questions here in just a second. I, I have some great questions. Even a fellow host here on the Locked On Podcast Network sent in a very interesting question considering it's very timely with BYU and their independence. We'll talk about it here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, I do need to take a minute today and talk to you about our good friends at rockauto.com. As you guys have heard me talk about this company, it's an auto parts company that's been online for 20 years serving auto parts customers all over the country and even the world. The best part about what rockauto.com does is it has every part from every manufacturer for your car, truck, or SUV, and you can search them all by whatever specs you want, whatever price you want to pay. Their inventory is laid out on their online site, and it is phenomenal. If you need a new tail light, you want to put shag carpeting in your car, you got an old duster, you want to put some shag carpeting in, I guarantee they have the parts that your car needs and they will take care of you guys. And the best part about it all, it's shipped directly to your door. Additionally, do-it-yourselfers get the same price that a professional would pay at rockauto.com. Your mechanic cannot log on to rockauto.com and say, uh, ding, I ordered it and I got this price. You will get the exact same price, so why pay potentially up to twice as much for the same parts for your vehicle? Well, you can just go to rockauto.com and take care of yourself, guys. Like I said, I love this company. They do a great job. I ordered some uh, parts. I like to change my own oil and that type of stuff. I ordered some parts off rockauto.com. The best part is I didn't have to get up out of my chair to drive to the auto parts store to get these parts. They were put on my porch. I walked outside, picked them up, took them right back inside, and life went on. 
It is a phenomenal company. Stop by, check them out. That's rockauto.com. When you stop by, make sure to put in Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you from right here on Locked On Cougars. We love this company. They do a great job. It's rockauto.com, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need. Check them out. That's rockauto.com. Proud partner with us here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, guys, as I mentioned, we're going to talk uh, some BYU questions in terms of our mailbag that came in this week. And I threw this out on social media yesterday. And feel free to send them in at any point. If you have a burning question about the Cougars, no matter what it might be, feel free to reach out anytime. I'd be happy to do my best to answer it for you guys. And if I can't answer it directly, I'll find somebody who can. I, I will endeavor to make sure that I have all of your questions answered because that's what I like to do on this podcast. As I say, this is fun for me to talk BYU sports every day but you guys make this show go truthfully. All right, an interesting question coming in from a fellow Locked On podcast host uh, of ours, Kevin McGuire. He hosts the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, which covers Penn State athletics. And Kevin uh, previously worked uh, for College Football News on the NBC Sports Network. He's been a foremost mind on college football for a number of years. I'm proud to call him a friend. And I appreciate this question he sent in. He said, it's been a number of years now since BYU turned football into Penn all things considered to date, is BYU in a better spot now compared to then? This is a great question, Kevin, because yesterday marked the, the nine-year mark since BYU went independent. Uh, July 1st, 2011, they become a member of the West Coast Conference. The football program obviously was going to become an FBS independent at that point. And his question is more about BYU football. And in those nine years, Kevin... I think it can be argued both ways. And what I mean by that is that BYU, in terms of a financial standpoint, is light years better than they were before they went independent. I can tell you that much. I don't need to uh, break it down more than that. The financials alone, BYU's had a major boon. Uh, and it's just been, it's been a godsend in many ways for BYU sports and BYU football in particular to have the contract with ESPN that pays them X number of dollars each year. And obviously they're going to keep things quiet. They have those contracts under lock and key. Uh, people don't, aren't allowed to FOIA them or uh, Freedom of Information Act, that type of stuff. And I, I just look at it and I think that BYU, in terms of the financial aspect, they're in the best spot they've ever been. Would they like to be in a power five and making even more money? Absolutely, no doubt. If the Big 12 were to come to knock in tomorrow, or regardless, the Pac-12, whatever pipe dream you have for BYU and the Power 5, any of those conferences come knocking tomorrow and BYU jumps in post-haste. There, there's no problem. They will cancel whatever contracts, pay whatever they have to do to get out of games to fit themselves into a Power 5 conference. I have no qualm saying that because I've talked to people who would be in the know on that, and they've essentially indicated as such to myself. But in another aspect of it is that BYU, in terms of what they've doing in terms of winning, has that been as good as it would have been had they remained in the Mountain West Conference? It could be argued they probably would have won more games as a Mountain West Conference member during this era, this nine years of independence. But you look at it and you say, you know what? The exposure that BYU has gotten for playing games, let's think of Tennessee this past season, against a ranked USC at the time that they upset at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. This coming season, six Power 5 opponents. BYU would be lucky to get one or two, maybe, if they were in the Mountain West. That alone, I think, yeah, BYU probably could have put up some more gaudy records overall, maybe some more 10-win seasons that are a little more hollow because you beat the likes of a UNLV, a San Jose State, a Wyoming at a t- 
Wyoming's pretty good now, but back in the day, they weren't as good. Under Craig Bowles done a great job up there on the Plains, but I, I just look at it, and BYU, it could be argued, yes, in terms of record and recognition nationally, national rankings, that type of stuff. Yeah, maybe they be, have been better served to not go independent, but I can tell you this much. Playing the games that they play and the buzz it brings when you play a big Power 5 game, think of games that are coming up this year. Michigan State. I know that the Michigan State's down, but guess what? They still have a Power 5 moniker around them. Missouri, Stanford, Utah, Arizona State. Uh, you just look at these and it makes you the Minnesota. Sorry, I forgot about Minnesota on this year's schedule. Those six power five. I get that BYU doesn't have the cachet or the, not the cachet, the relationship that they had with the rivalries they had back in the Mountain West era. Think of the Wyoming games going up there to War Memorial Stadium and uh, the FU chance or FBYU chance that came from Cowboy Faithful. You don't have that as much anymore. And these relationships, yeah, they're nothing more than one, two, three game set, maybe four games at most. In the case of Boise State, it's a what a better part of three decades deal, but that's a separate issue. I get that the relationships aren't necessarily as deep in independence for BYU, but in terms of just the, the sheer outlook at what BYU's got going in terms of the relevance when they play these big name opponents, and if they beat them, the, the bump they get in the national uh, presence with people paying attention to them, I don't think you can beat that. So I think it can be argued both ways, Kevin. Could BYU have gotten maybe more top 25 rankings, a better record during these 19 years of independence? Had they been in a conference like the Mountain West and have never left? Sure. But like I said, the financials alone, the money that BYU is generating now as an independent, not having to share with other programs in a conference, you can't beat that. So I think all things considered, BYU has come out ahead in the financial game. Uh, the national relevance when they win games has been better as an independent. But could they have put up better records and maybe had more top 25 rankings as a member of the Mountain West? Absolutely. So I guess we'll officially uh, grade it an incomplete. My hope is in the next year or so, and BYU in that 10-year anniversary of going independent, we can have some more conversations with people about this. And uh, I'll endeavor to have more conversations and interviews on this podcast with people that would have more of a thought on that. But it's a very interesting question, Kevin, and a big thank you for supporting our podcast. And like I said, if you want to know more about the Nittany Lions, speaking of Penn State, check out Kevin's work. He does a bang-up job covering Penn State back east. All right, another question coming in from Matthew Detweiler. Uh, Matthew has been a listener, I think, for some time. He's at Matthew Detweiler 2. Uh, he follows the show on social media on Twitter. He says, in an ideal world, would you rather have BYU join the Pac-12 or the Big 12? Well, Mike, Matthew, in a, in a short answer, the Pac-12. I think BYU's got more of a relationship with these schools on the West Coast. They've played them more in their football history. Think of games, if you were to be a member of the Pac-12 in the case of BYU, think of going to USC and going to UCLA, going to Stanford, Cal, going up to Oregon, the Washington schools. Those relationships and those schools are programs that BYU fans have a much easier time following because guess what? They're being covered at a heavier rate here in the Western United States. That's not to say that the Big 12 doesn't have relevant teams. Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa State, uh, Kansas in basketball. Football's another story. But you look at it and... 
I think that BYU in a perfect world would be a member of the Pac-12. Would I love to see uh, Colorado State and BYU be a member of the Pac-12 and really make it uh, two teams in each state around the entire conference for really, I think, balanced scheduling? Yeah, that'd be absolutely phenomenal. We talked a little bit about the realignment uh, deal that Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated uh, on yesterday's podcast that what he did and how he put BYU into the Rocky Mountain Conference and split up the Pac-12. I, I think it's a... It'd be fun to see BYU in the Pac-12. There's no doubt about it. But as it stands, I think the realistic shot for BYU, you, I know you asked the ideal world, obviously, ideal world Pac-12. Realistically, BYU's best bet for the Power Five, in my opinion, is the Big 12. And they should be partnering with a, I think a school like a Colorado State and pitching to the Big 12 saying, you know what? The Pac-12 has built an arm into the Mountain West. They've got Utah and Colorado here. Why don't you let us be your, your mountain time zone anchors in Colorado and Utah? And guess what? You can gain a little bit of the market share in, these, in this time zone. I think it would be a proposal that the Big 12 should look at uh, should look at more closely. I know the Colorado State doesn't necessarily generate the emotion that other programs might that are on that dream list of additions for the Big 12, but that's what I'd be pitching if I was BYU. I would be going with the Colorado State or somebody of that caliber. Colorado State just comes to mind just simply due to the fact you'd have a BYU in Colorado State those two states be covered in the Big 12, whereas Utah and Colorado bring in the Pac-12, I think it'd be a fantastic scenario. But I just look at it, and I think that it'd be fun to see BYU in the Pac-12. Just the relationships, being able to go to the West Coast, all those different things, I think it'd be fantastic. But as it stands, I think the most realistic shot, Matthew, and this is probably building off your question, is the Big 12. But in an ideal world, there's absolutely no doubt the Pac-12 would be the perfect spot for BYU to land. All right, big thank you for your questions, both Kevin and Matthew, for weighing in. You can get to one more. We'll hold on to that one for next week. It actually comes from my own brother. Funny enough, McKay, we'll get to your question next week. But uh, coming up here in just a second, we're going to get to our player countdown series. We are 63 days away from BYU and Utah kicking things off. Nine weeks, folks. It's coming fast. We're going to talk more about that game and the players who have worn the number 63 in BYU history here in just a second. Before we do that, though, I need to take a minute today and talk to you about our good friends at Biomat USA. A new sponsor here on the podcast, but we need you guys to understand that Biomat USA has an urgent, critical need for you guys to donate plasma. Plasma goes into everyday medications and treatments that help out your fellow man with a myriad of uh, medical conditions, and they need those plasma donations to continue to make those medicines. Additionally, though, right now, COVID-19, we all know that it's raging worldwide. It's been especially a big deal here in the United States. Well, the parent company of Biomat USA is Griffles, and they're actually on the forefront of looking into what they call convalescent plasma therapy for COVID-19. Let me break it down in layman's terms for you. They are looking for people who have recovered from COVID-19, whether you had it and knew it or you had it and you didn't know it, regardless. They're looking for antibodies in the plasma that you would donate so they can use it to research how to fight this virus, hopefully make vaccines from it, and protect the rest of us who have not had this virus as soon as possible. 
it's a worthy, it's a great endeavor, and it's it's something that they absolutely need help with. What I love about Biomat USA is these plasma donations, they're not just asking you to do it out of the goodness of your heart. They've got cash to back it up. They will pay you for your donations. You can stop by anytime you want. They're open from early in the morning at 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. in the evening. I've, hours might be off just by a half hour or so on that. But they are open anytime you can stop by and donate. And like I said, there's an urgent critical need right now for people to donate, especially if you think you might have the antibodies in your plasma that could help uh, that fight against the COVID-19 pandemic. Like I said, they're paying you for your donations. The more you donate in a month, the more money you can make. Biomat USA, they are located in Orem, Utah, 349 East University Parkway. If you know where the University Mall is, they are right across the street. You know where the Sizzler is across the street? Well, Biomat's right there, right next door. Feel free to stop by. They have got a great company. They do great things, and they're trying to make a difference in everybody's life. And I would encourage you guys, take the opportunity to go out and help your fellow man. And like I said, put some money in your pocket while you do that. Stop by once again, 349 East University Parkway in Orm. Their phone number, if you want to call them, 801-235-9800. Biomat, they are a great partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. And I can't emphasize enough. If you have the opportunity to do so, go donate your plasma and help out your fellow man with our good friends at Biomat USA. All right, guys, as we wrap up today's podcast, of course, got to get to our daily staple here with the player countdown series on the podcast. We are 63 days away. That is nine weeks exactly from BYU and Utah kicking things off at Rice-Eccles Stadium. Excited for that game. I am planning on being at that game on September 3rd. Looking forward to it. Obviously, things could change, but I am choosing to look forward and have that glass-half-full mentality with regards to the upcoming college football season. As such, we have a a panel of four finalists that you guys are able to vote on on our Twitter feed, at Cougars of the best Cougars to wear that number. And here are the finalists. Offensive lineman and defensive lineman Melvin Griffith, uh, offensive lineman Ofa Mohetau, offensive lineman Brian White, and offensive lineman Calvin Close. Ofa Mohetau is an interesting name, and uh, he obviously was a five-star prospect, signed with BYU in when 2003 under Gary Croton, came in, uh, saw action in his fr- true freshman campaign with BYU, and then was essentially never heard of again. He went into MMA fighting for a time after he stopped essentially uh, trying to pursue college football. Just a crazy story. A five-star prospect that essentially just falls off the face of the earth. But the fan vote on today's podcast actually went heavily in favor of Ofa Mohetau. A one-year wonder, a marvel that you wonder what could have been had he stayed at BYU and even if he would have stayed in college football. I believe he was going to transfer to Texas Tech. I think he actually enrolled there for a time, but never suited up for the Red Raiders. But he actually won the fan vote today with 64% of the vote. And I'm going to disagree with the best Cougar to have worn this number because a guy that I've gotten to know is Calvin Close. He actually works with me at the radio station I work for in Salt Lake City. And Calvin was an all-conference player during the early years of the of the Lavelle Edwards era at BYU and went on to be an all-conference offensive lineman. A uh, feisty player, and I've talked to him a little bit about his BYU past, and he has expressed his undying love for Lavelle Edwards and what Lavelle meant to him in his life. But you can't take away what he did on the field uh, for the Cougars. And uh, the funny thing is, uh, Calvin Close came in in last place in this vote today. So over over Mohitao, just over sixty four percent of the vote. Uh, Brian White coming in with twenty four percent, and Brian White was a good player in his own right. Melvin Griffith played way back in the day, by the way. 
1930s for Melvin Griffith with 8% of the vote. The most interesting thing about Melvin Griffith is what I found is that he was listed at six foot three, 290 pounds in the 1930s. Okay, 6'3", 290 for an offensive lineman or defensive lineman in this day and age of college football is not all that uncommon. During the 1930s, he would have been just gigantic. I don't know if that measurement, the, the height and weight combo is accurate. I have no way of confirming that. If you guys have a way of confirming it, feel free to reach out. But to be 6'3", 290 pounds in the 1930s playing college football... Holy smokes. Uh, That was a fascinating thing. That's why I put him as a finalist on today's thing. But Calvin Close comes in in last place with 4%. And I think he's an overlooked guy in BYU history. An all-conference performer. Had a great career for BYU. Spent some time in professional football. And he's been living here locally for a number of years as well. He's an ad rep for the station I work for, for Larry H. Miller Sports and Entertainment. And like I said... Calvin Close, he is my pick today, is the best Cougar to have worn the number 63 with a special tip of the cap to Ofa Mohetau. He's one of those players you look at and say, what could have been had he stayed at BYU? But hey, hindsight, we all look back at different things and Ofa is one of those guys you kind of look and say, you know what, what could have been had he decided, you know, and had he decided to stay at BYU and had he had his career panned out as it looked at like being a five-star prospect coming out of Texas and all of that. But I'm picking Calvin Close today as our best Cougar to have worn the number 63. We'll get to number 62 tomorrow. Some good alignment. Our run on linemen comes to an end here in a couple of days. So hopefully you guys are enjoying these polls and voting on them and making your thoughts known on the best Cougars to have worn these respective numbers. We'll be breaking into the 50s with more linebackers and skill players over the coming days and weeks. But nine weeks away from today, BYU and Utah scheduled the square off at Rice-Eccles Stadium and getting really excited for that. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. A big thank you once again for your continued support. It is truly a pleasure to bring this to you guys each and every day. Today's show has been brought to you in part by our good friends at Biomat USA as well as rockauto.com. Support the companies that support us because we love having them on board and they love being with us because they know that you guys are fans of action who will reach out and take advantage of the deals that these partners are offering us. All right, uh, once again, a big thank you for support of the podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening in from. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, same kind of the big three, but there are literally, I feel like hundreds of different podcast providers out there, regardless of wherever you're listening in from. Follow along, join us each and every day as we talk BYU sports with you guys right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, that's going to do it for us. Have a great rest of your Thursday whenever you hear this. We'll be back with you guys again tomorrow. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 2nd, 2020.